It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to the latest edition of First Down Snapcast. My name is Richard Butler, I'm your host. I'm joined by Ian Davis, Charles Clawson and Stuart Horsfall. And tonight we are joined by Super Bowl 46 winner Michael Burley. How is everyone doing tonight? Very good. Very well, thank you. Good, 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 good. In the presence of greatness. <laughs> our our first Super Bowl champion guest. Yeah. Yes. Our first guest that was an actual player as well. That's that's out there. Yes. <laughs> nice to join you guys. Yeah. I'll just yeah. exaggerate that and say our first guest, as though we've never had one on before. <laughs> that's not true. No, no that's not true. <laughs> um, so, we'll get straight into it, Michael. So, you were drafted in 2005 by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, interested to know what it was like leading up to the draft and obviously how the draft weekend went from you as a player going out of college into the NFL. Uh, the process was I'm just exciting and, you know, kind of nervous, you know, because you know, obviously you're not going through any kind of process like that. You know, you don't, you don't quite know what to expect. You know, obviously, you, know, you, don't, you don't know how the whole thing is going to go. I wasn't one of those guys who actually attended the draft, and I wasn't a first-round pick. So, you know, those guys, you know, they kind of know, kind of have an idea of where they're going to go. And uh, like, like I said, you know, I didn't have an idea, so it's, I was a little nervous. But you know, I was I was surrounded by family, so you know, kind of kind of helped ease the moment. Can I can I just can I sorry can I just follow up on that, Michael? Because I mean, I'm looking at you. Your college career, you were three times all conference, weren't you? Yeah. Um, how did you, you've sort of answered it a little bit without you know saying you were nervous, but were you were you disappointed to go in the fifth? Were you expecting to go higher, or were you? Because I, I, there was a website I was reading today, and it was um, you were described in 2008 as an absolute steal, one of the best strong side linebackers in the NFL. So, was there any disappointment you went to? Or did you get to that point where? You're just glad to be taken, you know. Well, um, I mean, I was disappointed. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, back then, you know, the draft was completely different as it is now. Like, there's a Thursday, it's just the first round. Then you go Friday, second, third, and then, you know, obviously Saturday is the rest. So back then, it was the first, second, third round on Monday. So it was a long day. Yeah. You know, yes, start, I thought about that, yeah. You know, you know, and we're talking about, I think, first round now, you know, it's 10 minutes. You know, back then it was 15 minutes per pick in the first round. Yeah. And, 
unfortunately, teams took off 15 minutes. You know, a lot of them did anyway. And so, you know, I, it was disappointing. You know, I thought that, you know, my my college numbers and stats kind of, you know, spoke for themselves. And, you know, I, I felt like I had a pretty good combine, you know, running and working out. And so to sit there and watch the entire first three rounds and seeing, you know, other, you know, not to take away from any of the other guys who were taken before me, but, you know, to see other guys, you know, especially the linebackers that were taken before me, you know, I felt like I put up better numbers for my college. Yeah. And, but, you know, obviously, you know, coming from, you know, Southern Memphis, Thomas USA School, you know, we, we tend to get frowned out upon, you know, frowned upon, you know, because we're not one of the bigger conferences. So it was very frustrating. Like I said, I watched the whole first day. Um, I mean, I'll never forget, you know, last pick of the third round, my year was Maurice Claret. And not to take anything away from him, but at the time he hadn't played football in two years. So I, I began to doubt myself going into that second day, like, wow, like, you know, am I even going to get drafted, you know? Yeah. And so that was, you know, kind of after the first day, it kind of went from being upset to, like, all right, am I going to get taken? Like, if I do, like, you know, I'm grateful for whoever does. So. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's like I say, it has definitely evolved the draft over time. So... Obviously got drafted by Atlanta. You went through all your pre-season, all the training camps. You, your first game, you got brought in due for an injury. Yeah. Is that correct? What was, yeah. was, did the nerves kick in when coach was like, right, you're going on now because we've got to cover up? Or was the nerves even at any one point back thinking I could be on at any one moment in the game? actually go in in that game. We had another guy who I think at the time was in his probably his eighth year. Real good friend of mine. And so he kind of went in and filled that spot and, you know, kind of played the rest of the game. And I just kind of continued my special teams. It wasn't until the following Monday when I got the call from the library coach telling me that I would be starting going into the next week. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't really, I would say I was nervous. Maybe a little bit because uh, they moved in positions. So whole off season, preseason, season up until that point, I was a backup on the weak side linebacker. And when the, the weak coach wanted me to start, he's like, "Oh, we want you to start, but we're gonna move your strong side." And I'm like, "You know, I'm like, I'm like really? I'm like I haven't played strong side all year. Like, like I kind of know it, but it's like I haven't repped it. So you know." I was a little nervous to start the week, so it was kind of like starting fresh, like, all right, you know, I need to relearn, you know, I need to learn, make sure I learn what I'm doing over here. This kind of stuff. I've noticed, and I'm going to jump forward now to when you start playing for the Giants, and you can probably see from my background that I'm perhaps not a Giants fan and more of a, uh, well, on the other end of the CEs team. And your first game for the Giants was actually the first game in the AT&T, wasn't it? Yeah, sure was. Yeah, what was that like, opening the stadium? And beating us very luckily, as I remember. I mean, you know, we... <laughs> You know, for us, you know, especially that being uh, uh, a division game, you know, we took that as kind of disrespect. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we understand this is your first game back in your new stadium, but you wanted to play us. And so, you know, we kind of, you know, it was like, we kind of took that to heart. Like, you know, we're, yeah. we're not going to let you, we're, we're not going to be the first person that you beat in the new stadium. Yeah, yeah. And there's the famous thing where Eli scrolled on the dressing room wall as well, didn't he? He wrote something yeah. on the wall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah that, and you know, I mean that, that was one of those things. Just kind of like I don't know, it could have been somebody outside the division who probably wouldn't get a problem. But you know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they wanted to play us, which I get. Yeah. You know, I do like, remember the reaction. Yeah, when you won. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Most Giants fans did as well. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and then anybody um, beating the Cowboys by me? Well, well, there's some other connections I've got here because. Uh, you know, with Tony Romo retiring, 
you know, when Dak came in, Ramo was injured, and people talked about his history of injuries and his shoulder injuries and that, and you always have to show a picture of him rolling on the floor. I believe Michael probably knows who caused the first injury of him rolling on the floor with a broken clavicle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I mean, that was unfortunate for him. I mean, he, at that point, he was, you know, he was playing really well. And yeah. Not to, he did, not to say he didn't play well after that, but, uh, you know, it's kind of part of the game. You know, some guys get hurt, and then yeah. after that, it's like a snowball effect. You know, the injuries start to pile up, and, you know, it's, it's shortened a lot of careers. Yeah. And it is one of the things in the game, and it is. Sorry, go on, Stuart. I was just going to say, who's the who's the toughest opponent that you've come up against then, player wise? Oh, man, it's, it, it's too many to name. You know, there's you know, especially over over my career, there's there's so many guys that you know that I faced and you know we as a team, you know, both in Atlanta and New York, that were just incredible. You know, I've had a chance to play against you know the big man and Tom Brady. Uh, and Rodney, Brett Favre, you know, just, gosh, <laughs> so many. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. you know, it's, it's tough to just narrow down, I'd say, one tough opponent because they were all tough in their own retrospect. So. You hey, did sack, you gonna... sacked Tom Brady as well, didn't you, once? You have sacked Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty fun. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, again, you know, now that, you know, I mean, you know, those guys are in the league. Before I came in, and they're, you know, obviously they were still legends at that point. And we to see them, you know, continue playing after I left. Yeah, it was amazing, you know, to look back and say, man, look, wow, like, I sat one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I can mm-hmm. you know, Tom yeah. Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, I've had sacks in those guys. And so that's, you know, I, I never, you know, I never really looked at, like, individual awards. I never made any Pro Bowl or anything like that. But, you know, stuff like that. For me, as long as the team got the win, yeah, that, was, that was good for me. Yeah. And Richard's back. Not a power cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's your hamster wheel internet that's the problem. <laughs> uh, it's not normally my internet. So, <laughs> so I don't know where, where did you, where have we got to, but where are we. Well, uh, we're kind of just talking about the uh, the first game in AT and T, and then just basically yeah, the, about, the, yeah. kind of some of the best players that he's played with and against. If mm. we if we asked uh, what was it like to play with Orsay, Michael, he's a bit of a character over in the UK. So I was just wondering if he was a bit of a character in the Giants dressing room. Who's that, Orsay? Yeah, Orsay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love Orsay, man. That's, that's my guy, man. Him and. I didn't. I didn't play with Jason, but I know Jason. We are we were, we're good friends from just you know knowing each other from around the way. But uh, but I love both of them. And also, it's definitely a character. You know, locker room, just something got to hang out with. Yeah, I mean, I really yeah, like we get that of impression. Them. Yeah, J- Jason doing strictly come dancing. I'm not sure oh, yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to send him a message about that. Yeah, <laughs> I told Jason I gotta come over there and get on the show with him and Osi one day, man, just to <laughs> get over there and enjoy some time with him. Yeah, yeah, be good. Definitely should do that, yeah. Definitely should do that. Um, so obviously you won Super Bowl forty six, Michael, and a lot of the Super Bowl week is all media coverage and you always see like the quarterback, maybe the star wide receiver or defensive player. Do all the team get involved with the meet like media duties, or is it just selected players? Oh no, it's everybody. Uh, man, you know, media day, pretty much every player has their own setup. You know, at the Super Bowl, so you know, we go out in the stadium, and every player has their own little section, own table, you know, name card, and um, so it's you know, it, it's nice that you know everyone, everyone has a story to tell every year. You know, one of the primetime players, you know, starter, your backup, you know, everybody plays a role. You know, everybody wants to know what part you play in helping the team actually make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I, I know, obviously, if you won that Super Bowl against New England, we've been a New England fan, but they're probably two of the great. That Super Bowl goes down as one of the best Super Bowls in the modern era, I think, because it went either way right up until the end and then obviously New York came out on top I thought 
I think as well, just jumping in there, is people forget, because people talk about Eli and they talk about Victor Cruz doing the salsa dance, but they forget that New England at one point looked quite in control. You know, I think they were 17-10 up. And from them getting to 17, your defence didn't let them get another point, did they? That was when the defence really stepped up. And sometimes I think people forget what the Giants' D did that day as well. Yeah, um, I think some people overlook it, but a lot of people, you know, they pay attention to it because our defense, you know, a lot of guys were, that were on that defense were on the defense that beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 42. And so to look back, like, wow, like, defense really changed both of those Super Bowls for the Giants. You know, not yeah. to say that our offense didn't do well, but, you know, there were a couple plays with, uh, obviously, the Tyree catch from 42, that kind of overshadowed a lot of stuff. And then, you know, you got yeah. with the, you know, the, the fade out in the end zone, but, you know, won that, won that game for him. And for us, you know, a lot of plays, the, uh, the Manahan catch on the sideline, they kind of, you know, fell us out of the backed up situation. That was like one of those key moments that everyone remembers. And yeah. So, I mean, for us on defense, I mean, we didn't care. You know, we, just, we just kind of went out yeah. We actually, um, Charles and I, a couple of years ago, interviewed um, the line judge who made that decision, you know, on the touchline. We actually, we oh, went yeah. to his house, didn't we, Charles? That was, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got a big poster of it, of the, oh, uh, yeah, of the catch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that, was, that was a great catch. And, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I've got a question. I've got a question. It might, it, it might upset uh, what few listeners we've got, but <laughs> college, college game is is not really very big, uh, apart from under a few people. Now, it, when it, you, over, over here, it's not very big. Yeah, over here, the college yeah. game isn't very big, and we don't we don't really see why it's so big over there. But that being said, you've obviously played at a college team. And then you've gone into the draft and you join the NFL. My, my question is simple: simply, how big a step up was it to go from college to NFL? That's a huge step. You know, you, you know, a lot of college, you know, players. You know, you go from being the best player on your team to playing against the best player on everyone else's college team. So it's. You know, it's kind of like going from, you know, from high school to college. You're like, yeah, you might be the best player on your team. But you go to college, there's, you know, five, six, seven, other, you know, guys at your position that were the best on their team. And so those are like the guys you're competing against. And it's it's tough. You know, it's, you know, a lot of people don't realize that how tough that is. You know, especially, you know, we have to deal with those <laughs> Those big guys all the time, and you know, yeah. like I said, you face one good old lineman, you know, at some school, and then next thing you know, you're up against five massive, good offensive linemen. That's uh, it's tough. I've got I've got a bit of a follow up to that. I came across something you posted on Instagram, and I think it was fairly recently. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase what it is, but basically, you're saying. Um, that you join the NFL with a chip on your shoulder, but then worked your ass off or ass in America, <laughs> off, and then had nine great years. So, what was what was the issue with you coming into the NFL? If you if you can answer that, you say what was my issue going into the NFL? Yeah, you're just you're saying you had a chip on your shoulder. I just wonder what it was. Well, yeah, well, I mean that kind of goes back to earlier, you know, doing drafting the first round, you know, for me personally. Like I said, I can't speak for what other owners and GMs and you know, how they felt about the game, but I felt like I was better than that fit. And so, obviously, you know, coming in and, you know, I, I didn't make waves, so I came in, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bust my butt. You know, I'm gonna, you know, make people realize that I probably should have been drafted earlier than I was. Yeah. And so that was the chip that I had on my shoulder going in. And when did you realize you might be destined for greatness? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I knew that. I mean, when I made it, you know, just to, you know, for a lot of guys, you know, le- I mean, less than one percent of all football players come out of you know, high school, college, make it to the NFL. Like that's a that's a small percentage. And so, 
that point, you know, I realized, like, I made it. And so now, it, you know, once I made it, it was all up to me or, you know, as far as how good I was going to be after that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because just because you drafted in the first round, there's no guarantee that you're then going to go on and have a successful career. There's, there's plenty of examples of players that have been drafted high and maybe not had the appetite to push on and work hard enough to maintain the level that they were drafted. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of guys like that. You know, I've seen, you know we've seen guys just over the years, huge, you know, huge college careers coming out and they just, you know, they get to the NFL and it's just not for them. You know, they don't feel that or they just not putting in the work to continue, yeah. to, continue to get better. Um, over in England, when teams win championships, they do like open top buses and everything. But obviously, when you win the Super Bowl, you go to the White House. What kind of experience was that, Michael, to have to visit the president and everything as a Super Bowl champion? Uh, it was great. You know, it's you know, you see guys walking around with their phones out and recording everything, you know, taking pictures because those are moments that you know a lot of people a lot of people dream of. You know. And it's, uh, you know, that's one of those things that you just, you can't even describe it, man. You know, uh, going through that, like you said, just the whole trip, you know, taking trips to the White House and getting there, you know, pictures on the White House lawn. And, you know, obviously for the, for the average person, you know, they go to the White House and, you know, you can see it, you know, from the fence outside. <laughs> you don't get to walk on the lawn and go inside. So, um, you know, it was nice, you know, meeting the first, you know, the president and, you know, just, just taking in the whole whole experience. And you talk about open buses, Richard, as well. And I mean, the open bus that the New York Giants had, that must be amazing as well. Because you're going through New York, I mean, with respect to some of the other teams, like the Kansas City open bus tour must be not quite as good as the New York one because of just where you're going. You must remember that yeah. as well. I mean, I mean, you know, New York is man, city of millions of millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and you know, actually going through the city and just seeing the number of the number of people that actually came out and supported. Uh, man, there. I mean, there was people who were actually still at work and celebrating. You know, they're, they're hanging out of office windows, you know, throwing confetti. There's people throwing like. <laughs> copy and paper, <laughs> just straight out the window. Not even scratch it out. Just throwing copy and paper out the window. And you know, just just that whole experience was it was amazing. You know, it's it's one thing you know to dream about it, you see it on TV, but then actually to be a part of it, it was really great. Yeah. So, um, where does the um, Super Bowl ring stand, Michael? Is it on your all times, or it got its pride and place at home? All the ring ceremony. Yeah. Um, ring ceremony. Well, we got uh, Tiffany's uh, did our rings, and so they actually, you know, New York has one of the biggest Tiffany stores. So we actually did our ring ceremony at Tiffany's and had a nice event, bring the guys to come out, bring their families, and uh, it was really nice. Do you yeah, remember nice the? Uh, do you remember the because I watched America's Game recently with when you guys won it, and on the plane home there's the song "You Got a Ring, I Got a Ring." Were you, oh, yeah. were you, were you singing on that as well? <laughs> I mean, everybody was. I think, I think even Coach Coffin was singing during that. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was great. You know, uh, you know, we had a guy. He was, you know. He just started singing it, and then everybody else kind of jumped along with it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty nice, and everybody had their. Uh, that's back when people still had camcorders, so I had my camcorder out, and I was recording you know, <laughs> that. So uh, it was nice. Yeah. That 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 season was a pretty. I mean, obviously you won the Super Bowl that season, but it's a, it it was a pretty big season because you beat two of the big teams who you'd lost to in the regular season in the playoffs in the Packers and the 49ers. Did you yeah. did you ever have any self doubt about about these games, having already been beaten? Uh nah. You know, it was kinda it's kinda one of those things where we had some you know, we had quite a few injuries, you know, throughout that year. Had some guys down and so 
toward the end of the year, once we started getting guys back healthy and really started clicking as a team, you know, we didn't, you know, that's one thing about us, like, that year, like, we didn't doubt for a moment that, you know, that we weren't going to win. And so we just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of rolled with it and, you know, made the best out of it. Because even back to week 17, you could have ended up not being in the playoffs, couldn't you? Because it was Dallas again in week 17 where you, you were both eight and seven at the time, and it was basically who won yeah. that game. And, <laughs> and you blew Dallas away, didn't you? That, I think it was yeah. the first quarter where you ended up getting about 17 points. Yeah. Was sort of, yeah. Well, the game yeah, before yeah. against Dallas as well, when you were virtually out of the game, and that was when Cruz and... I mean, that was Eli, wasn't it, where he turned... He yeah. did, Guy, give that to D. The D did all right that game, but that that was Eli, wasn't that game? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that was one of those things about us. You know, we had a great group of guys who pulled yeah, together. Yeah, you didn't give in. Yeah. We're just we're just gonna fight, you know, until the end. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as we gave it our all, yeah, the chips will fall where they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I feel- just really. It just shows really that you. You're, you're kind of regular season as long as you're hitting form towards the back end into the playoffs because you obviously finished the season with a two winning streak which kind of got you the was it the fourth seed? Yeah, yeah, we ended up in the fourth yeah. seed division. Yeah. yeah, so it's almost like you were peaking at the right times. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it was. I mean, Steelers have shown this year that, you, you know, going 11-0 and 0 at the start of the season doesn't mean anything <laughs> if you don't get anywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not about how you start, it's about yeah. how you finish. Yeah, how you finish, yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's been proven over years since like the Panthers went pretty much unbeaten all year, then it all dissolved in that five minutes in the first quarter at Super Bowl. But got, having the right momentum at the time, and I think I definitely think in that season the defensive unity what you you guys showed got you through, and I think. I think Eli knew by having you guys to, rel- to to back him up and pretty much do your job, it made his job a lot easier. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the more you can keep the other team's offense off the field and keep going on, it's, uh, it's definitely a bonus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, how do you see... Sorry, Charles. I was just going to quickly ask you about a question about the, uh, the MetLife Stadium. Now... In England, and this lot will jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, but ground sharing is seen as you cannot do it. You can't play in the same ground, in, in the same stadium as another team. And yet the New York Giants and the New York Jets share a stadium. And at some I, time, sometimes. I see it in Milando as well. So yeah, no, no, in England. I was comparing to England. Yeah. All, all, all the same, sometimes the, uh, you obviously play the Jets and stuff. Isn't that a bit weird? Uh, well, I mean, we didn't think it was weird. I mean, even before before it was in that life stadium, it was still Giant State. It was Giant Stadium before it became yeah. that life. And so, for us as Giants, I mean, we didn't look at it any different. You know, it was still Giant Stadium to us. I mean, we always felt like we were the best team in New York anyway. So, you know, whenever we played them in the preseason or we haven't played them in the regular season, it didn't, you know, it didn't change how we viewed the stadium. You know, it was still ours. Like, we always, we always felt like we were at home. Isn't, isn't it a big thing about bragging rights? Yeah, I mean, it does have not been good in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows how long, you know? <laughs> I, I, I can vouch. I can vouch for that being a part and not the not best. But, I mean, um, I mean, I've, cool I've, got, I, I mean, I've got a really good friend in New York who, unfortunately, is a Jets fan. So, I mean, I don't even know how that works out. You know, got to, You know, I try to convert as many people as I know to be Giants fans. But, yeah, <laughs> some people are stuck in their ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the two coldest NFL games I've seen have both been at MetLife. Both times. Yeah. Yeah. I just say when I went freezing. It was freezing as well when I went in November, and I was because it is it's quite steep as well. You know when you're in the yeah. stands in the MetLife, it's quite steep, and we were up near the top, and yeah, it's really it was really cold that day. Yeah, yeah. but it's definitely it's definitely, it still has to think Giant Stadium by how big it is. I mean, I, I, 
to, to that point about obviously being a Giants fan, I, I, I firmly believe that quite a lot of UK people became Giants fans purely on the back of this win, because there was there is obviously quite a lot of New England Patriots fans in England, and then obviously when the Giants beat them, I think everybody was like, they'll do, they've beaten Patriots, so I think there's quite a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of Giants fans that were kind of generated on the back of that win as well. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Giants gained a lot of, I guess, a lot of worldwide fans just from beating those both times. You know, especially even the first time, you know, stop, stop, you know, they stopped the Patriots from being undefeated. So yeah, yeah, that, 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 that kind of yeah. helped as well. Yeah, I think yeah, you got I mean, a lot of Miami Dolphin fans from that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you still you still involved in the game at all now? No, I don't coach. I mean, I, yeah, I still watch the game and fan of the game, but as far as coaching, I don't coach. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I I do work with a youth with a younger kids now. So, what team? What team do you follow now, Michael? And what did you before before you came into the NFL? Who did you support, and has that changed now? Uh, you know what? It was the, I, I was a fan. So. Anything I'd say, I was a I was a Forty Nine fan growing up. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, you know, yeah. those years, even went on to Steve Young. But uh, it was weird because I was a New York Giants deep defense of fan. And so, because I love watching Lawrence Taylor and Carl Banks. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. yeah. And so, after, you know, other than that, like, I was fans of players. Well, so I'd say 49ers fan. I love the Giants defense when growing up. But other than that, I was a fan of like certain players. Like yeah, I like would say, huge, yeah, huge Barrett Sanders fan growing up. Yeah. Because, yeah, I played, I played running back when I was younger, so I was a huge fan. So, anyone else got any questions? I've only got one question. Uh, one last question. Did you ever work uh, on your touchdown celebration routine? Because there's quite a famous um, <laughs> celebration of you on YouTube, isn't there? <laughs> and just for any of my uh, listeners, um, was it from a fumble? Or, I can't remember whether it was a fumble or an interception that you ran it back. I think it was a fumble, wasn't it? Uh, and uh, Michael then threw the ball and it um, unfortunately hit somebody in the face, which uh, <laughs> became a bit of a YouTube sensation, didn't it, for a while? Oh, yeah. Well, on behalf of all the guys and the First Down community in the UK, Michael, thank you for coming on tonight's show and spending some time with us and talking about your career in the NFL. No problem. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, it's been great. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you, Michael. Uh, no problem. Cheers, Mike. Thank you. Cheers, Michael. Right, you guys have a good one. See you later. Yeah, Bye. Bye. NFL News and Rumours. So, obviously, one of the big stories coming draft week, it's sort of a bit of a, overshadowed. The young prospects coming through was a certain another quarterback with a shirt number 12 saying he wants out of Green Bay. Does he really want out of Green Bay? Green Bay are going to let him go. I think the bigger question here is how much money did he win at the Kentucky Derby? Well, were he out there to arrest Tom Brady? Have you seen yeah, that? I saw that. <laughs> 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 Uh, I uh, I don't know. I mean, from what Favre said this week with regards to Rogers' personality, he says that he can't see him backing down. I mean, it's a bit of a weird one, really, because Rogers has kind of penciled himself into a corner where I can't see him just coming back now and saying, oh, yeah, everything's oh, fine now. <laughs> now, I, I do think he, if the GM gets the pump, I think I can see him coming back then, and I think that's that's the power plays after is to try and get the GM sacked. I can't remember his name. It begins with a G, doesn't it? Right. It's a difficult yeah. one. Yeah. Gun, gun, cons. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, 
Do you think there's a, well, there's more to it though? The, the stuff we don't know because it, it just seems a bit. It can't be all over the Jordan Love not knowing about it. It must no, be it more. It just seems a bit of nothing. I mean, and people, the stuff you hear about Aaron Rodgers, he does seem. Excuse me, Green Bay fans. He does seem to be a bit of an arse. He's obviously a great quarterback, but he seems to be a bit of an arse as well. And and I'm not saying I he's not I, right to do this, but no, I'm on about I things that you've come out in the past. You know, there's a yeah, lot of players who've talked about him in the, in the past. I, um, I think if I, if, um, let's be honest, if I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers and and we're we're talking coming into the draft last year, he's probably looked at that roster and thought, do you know what? We are a couple of weapons away from. Probably winning yeah. some Let's draft a quarterback. <laughs> and then we draft a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that that for me is just a kick in the teeth because I actually think that if they'd have had a few more weapons last year, they would have been really, really hard to beat. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the frustration with him is that they were so close to having a properly good Super Bowl contending roster and they drafted a quarterback, and I think that's the thing. Uh, and I don't think it's that they drafted a quarterback, because like you said, they're, they're going to have to do some future-proofing at some point, but I just think that yeah. last year, with the roster that they had, they were, you know, they were close. And and if you're going to draft a quarterback, talk, talk to him about it and say, look, we're bringing this guy in, we're looking at sort of three years' time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, but keeping him in, keep him in the loop about it, so he knows what's going well, on. It's like, it's like this year, isn't it? The re- Bears told Dalton, Garoppolo knew about the other quarterback coming in. It's just having that initial. But do you think as well? He's probably sat there, Aaron Rodgers, last year, looking. Tom Brady's gone to Tampa. Tampa making every effort to get him the players to win the Super Bowl, and he's probably yeah. thinking, "Why aren't you guys doing that?" Why are you getting me in Antonio Brown? Let's let's not forget, that's the first season, so two seasons ago when they got the the championship final, they were like, they were average at best, and somehow they've got to the the championship, where they were rightly ripped apart by the 49ers. Because I remember watching, um, yeah. 49ers really showed them up for what they were worth. Because they played them in regular season, was that... That was that year, wasn't it? And abs, was it something like 37-0? No, they scored. I think they, they, they might have they? got six, point, six points on the board. I, I could you be got, wrong. You got to bed by that point. I watched it. I caveat that. We don't sleep together. It's the fact that we were in America <laughs> at the time. We were watching it in New Orleans, weren't we, you know, in some in an apartment. <laughs> I can't remember. It was too. It, 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 it's too scary for me to uh, think, think back and remember. But you knew that come yeah. the championship final when they're playing Forty Niners again, it was just going to repeat, and they were just going to ripped apart, ripped to bits. Whereas this last season, they started off a little bit like they had the season before, but then they just seemed to really yeah. get into it. But but still, still, you know, they, they played well on the fence, despite the fact that that you know apparently they haven't got any weapons on offense. But the the, the defence you know, was was distinctly average. Otherwise, they, they could well have gone all the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the cornerbacks probably needed a little bit of freshening up. But my point is, I, I agree with you. The offence did look good. But imagine what that offence would have been like if you'd have got a first-round wide receiver. I mean, let's have a look at the 2020 draft. C.D. Lamb, for a start. C.D. Lamb. Could have got a shuffle. Yeah. I go back to that, that Bowdis Scantling. He could set the world on fire if he could just be a bit more consistent. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's potentially got greatness written all over him. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes on this season. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's difficult because I don't think he's at the same. He's not at the same level that you want for a wide receiver one and two. So what did he go? 26, didn't he? Yeah. So Brandon Ayuk went. I oh, know he went afterwards. And then not many, so you could have had uh, Pittman, the Victor Chenault, Claypool. Yeah. So there was, they, they, do you know what I mean, there was weapons there from Twav, Denzel Mims. There was, there was a lot of wide receivers, and there was Hamler still there. 
last year was a good wide receiver class, and even yeah, if you're not going to say wide receiver, yeah. even if you're not going to say wide receiver to the point that Charles made then, you know, they're taking a cornerback this year. Why didn't you take a cornerback last year? Yeah. Well, let's look at, just go back to the wide receiver issue. Devontae Adams didn't come of age straight away. He, he, he took a little bit of time to mature, and it could be, that, as I say, about the scantling, could be the next best thing. You know, he's, he's good. He, did, he, did, he had a decent, you know, he did all right, didn't he? Yeah, he just... He, he did, just, he did um, better. He did better than some of those names you've just mentioned, Stuart. He did. And he probably, he probably um, had more opportunities based on the fact that Packers... Yeah. Yeah, nobody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like what's the you've got the Lazard, but he didn't really do anything. He's coming into his fourth year. Lazard was solid, but then you've got that the the tight end Tunyon. Tunyon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a, he had a great season. You've got Funches is back this year because he opted out last year, didn't he? Yeah, but again, he's yeah. not. I wouldn't class him as your. He's not. He's not got a better than Adams. No, no, no. But but he's a, he's, he's a bit of an unknown at the moment, isn't he? Because he's had he's had that season. Now he's not actually he's not actually had a run out for the for the package yet. Yeah, I mean, you've, I just, dra- you've drafted Amari Rogers as well. Yeah, I like and to be fair, I like Amari Rogers. So I don't. I don't. That's probably a decent pickup. I just I just think that's where Rogers was probably looking looking at it from the point of view. Yeah. You're that close to having a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, we got to a championship, albeit, like Charles said, probably quite fortunate yeah. to get to that game. But you're still you not far off, are you? You, you build on it, don't you? You build yeah. on it. And I, and I think, and I wouldn't say that they've wasted that first round pick, but I think Rodgers sees it as a wasted opportunity to get the weapons around him. And whether that's weapons on offense or weapons on defense, it's just taking a step forward with the roster. Whereas a player that you're not going to use for, probably in Rogers' mind, a player that's not going to see the field for, let's say, three or four years. Yeah, when you're that close. So, if you're a team that's, say, 2-14, and 14, you can yeah. say, like, yeah, let's get him, and he'll be, he'll be good in three, four years' time. But when you're that close to a Super Bowl, yeah. wanting players that are going to fit straight in and make an impact, are you? Yeah. I don't know what you're We always say that a Super Bowl window for a team is very, very small. And, you know, if it's that small, if you have the opportunity to step through into that window, then you've got to take it. And like you said, that's what the books have done with Brady, is that they're in a Super Bowl window now. How many they'll win in this window? But they're in that window now, and what they're doing is they're just adding weapons to that that team. Well, maybe people disagree with me, but I still think that, but for a couple of questionable decisions... Um, that game could have gone either way. That Tampa uh, Tampa Packers game. You know they're, they're in it. They're in it most of the game. There's a couple of stupid plays at the end of the first half, end of the second half, and it could have been a different different story. Yeah, I mean, there's the play where Rodgers probably should have run it in, but there's also the the play where I can't even remember what wide receiver it was, but just wasn't even looking. Yes, that that was Lazard. He wasn't even looking at the player, and the problem is there, Charles, is that you know your wide receiver one, two, and three should always be on it to be able to, and it was it wasn't even like a difficult pass. He just wasn't no. looking. Yeah. But then there was the, then there was the, at the at, right at the death at the end of the first half when Brady threw that that last play of the last play of the half when he threw the almost bomb. And oh, they was it again? Was it King? Have eaten that for breakfast. Yeah. King at the. At the yeah. He'll, he'll be back next season, but howling error, really. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But th- that's what I mean, and I, that's where I think you were still a couple of players short. And mm. imagine if you'd have actually drafted a couple of them players instead yeah. of a quarterback, where well, would you be? My my point was they could have won that game. Yeah, they could have done with better players. No, no, I think they could have won anyway, but that's, that's, you know, it's just, you know, there's got to be a winner and there's got to be a loser. Well, like, going back that, to that. Yeah, yeah, so, what are we thinking, just going back, Richard, we haven't jumped in before, Richard, now, is Rogers going to be a Green Bay player next year? Um, the only way he stays is if the GM goes. 
I would say it's difficult to answer that question because if you look at a lot of the stuff that's going around about it, it's all hearsay. There's nothing. There's there's nothing that I've seen that's a direct. Have you seen how much well, money Aaron Rodgers has earned in his NFL career? It's something like two hundred and fifty-six million pounds. He's got to pay eleven million to buy himself out. Did you eleven million if he wants to go away? But he's earned two hundred and fifty-six million pound in his career. So it's like a drop in the ocean, you're saying? Yeah, that's a quarter of a billion pounds he's earned well, in his done. NFL career. Did you see what I did there? I do. Yeah. We're to change fungling to mathematician. <laughs> Mr. Math. <laughs> we might even be American and uh, say Mr. Math. <laughs> yeah. Get, we'll, have to, we'll have to get the bio updated then. We'll have to put a question. Um, statistics would say... Hang on a minute, Richard. Hang on a minute. I just want to say one oh. thing. Move off, move off Rogers. I heard him referred... I don't know if you've come across this one before. He was referred to as A-Rod today. Is this Stuart? No, mm-hmm. A-Rod. <laughs> no, I've heard that before, yeah. I've heard yeah. that, yeah. But just going back, I mentioned something to Ian earlier. Statistically, Aaron Rodgers won't be there next year because no Green Bay quarterback has done a 17th season. Five, Bart Starr and Rodgers have all played 16 seasons and not one of them went into the 17th. Can I just, can I just point out, I'm, I'm just going to blow me on trumpet here, that Bart Starr, Richard told me there was... Aaron, uh, Brett Favre and somebody else and I said, is that Star? and uh, he looked it up and said yeah it is it's about Star so, yeah, I'm just playing me I'm jumping I'm just so, are we going to start calling are we going to start calling Richard John Motson now? yeah <laughs> can, can we edit that bit out of his blowing his own trumpet? <laughs> <laughs> so if Aaron Rodgers does leave I can't see him staying in NFL so I think what Charles was saying every week, I think he may become a bit of a TV host because he'll probably make that 11 million back in a couple of episodes on Jeopardy. Well, interestingly, we we don't get Jeopardy over here, do we? I don't I don't think. No. Not the American version. We did they, they used to, Oh, did we have Jeopardy? I can't remember. I, don't I think, think they did try. We still it get here. the American. No, no, but I did think they tried an English version. It didn't do very well. I've, I've got an idea they tried it, but it's just something that doesn't cross the Atlantic. Like the Titanic. Mm. Is it too early for that one? <laughs> Violent rain. So, yes, obviously that's the big news story this week. Uh, thanks, guys, for your time hey, just, this week. Richard, one no. quick before you go. No, no, a serious one, just very quick. Okay. You, you mentioned about um, players coming back. Didn't New England have quite a few players? Took a year out. Is it is it going to yeah. strengthen New England this year? So they're all coming back apart from Chung, who's retired. But yeah. Hightower and everyone's all coming back. So, so that's going to... That D-Watt that did affect... The, the D-Watt was very formidable in 2019. Yeah. He's coming back. So hopefully, yeah. a bit like in Michael's case, if the D steps up yeah. by week two when Cam's gone, Cam's very upset, by the way, about us drafting a quarterback, if you've read. He thinks the <laughs> was, world's against him now. It was a shocker to him, was it? Yeah, like in the the thing that it should be shocked, is yeah. how yeah. how crappy we were last year. The uh, I can't believe that we've also skirted around the fact that um, Tim Tebow is trying out as tight end for the Jets. Oh yes, yeah. I, yeah. I, I that was that. like I actually I actually thought was it April Fool's Day when I, I, I when I read that. It's I was not, like, is it? It's not. No, I was like, how desperate are they for a tight end? But I'm is it him. is it carried on? Do we know if it, do we know if he's gone any further? He's done any more trial days? I don't or? know. Do you, do you, could you imagine? That? Do you reckon the Jags would turn into a bit of a sense and start using Tim Tebow and trick players like they use Hill? Well, <laughs> could they, could they? well, I've I've heard aren't they, that Hill's not going to be doing trick players this season, is he? At New Orleans, apparently. Is he going to be? The, please tell me he's the starting quarterback because I thought he was god awful. No, they're going with Winston, it looks like, but they're going to only use Hill as a quarterback and not this, like, trick-shot pony who can play in every position on offence. The thing is, though, with Hill, he's, he's, when he was playing at his best, it was as a receiver, not as a quarterback. It was, like, as an hey, additional receiver. To me, to me, for Hill, it's his gift that he can, that can chuck him in in all sorts of positions, so... It gets you a job for somebody, doesn't it? You know, it gets you a job for New Orleans because they can, they've got 
somebody, like an all-rounder, you know, you, you, yeah. yeah, he can do that, he can do this, he can go in. He can go into a game and they don't actually know what position he's actually playing as he's walking on the field. Not to mention mm. the fact it confuses the opposition. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Right, are we um, are we are we uh, are we done? We are we are good no, till Monday. What are we doing? Are we, are we not doing one next week then? I just could, just someone tell me where I, where I need to be and what I need to do. Well, you struggle right. with Thursdays. What's the point <laughs> of selling you another time? <laughs> I told Richard Thursdays aren't great for me to be honest. <laughs> Mondays have got to be slightly better than Thursdays. So we've got. On Monday, whoever can make it, we've got Antico Dalton, who played for the Vikings and Patriots. Oh, yes, I remember you saying went off into, Obviously, it's like I was saying, Stuart, we, were, we had the conversation. Even if they've only had a handful, maybe 10, 15 games, it's 10, 15 games more than anyone else. So they've had the journey into the NFL, and they've obviously got reasons for why injuries, or they got cut, and then they went off to Canada or Europe. But it's interesting to hear their journeys. Saying. There's, there's a spelling mistake on Stuart's thing. It says it wasn't until his job took him to Houston, Texas, that his intrigue for the NFL aroused. I think that should be aroused because yeah, aroused. Stuart spelled. <laughs> Stuart spelled it. So <laughs> I trusted Stuart spelling. Oh, that is brilliant. Stuart gets aroused by the NFL. That's exactly how I meant it. I think that's that just adds, on that, that's just, why he's smiling on that photo. That just adds to the uh, comment of fun glue, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> right, I'm, go- I'm going now. Now you're ridiculing. That's what it's about. To be honest, every time every time I see Charles's long hair, I, there's a little bit of me that thinks, "Would I?" <laughs> yeah. I think oh. <laughs> Right, I'm I'm going now. I'm trimming. Oh, I'll see you later. See you later, guys. See you later. Bye. Yeah, fine. Stop recording, Rich. Do you want to end? You don't normally do an end, do you? Sign off, Richard. You've got to sign off. Yeah, just sign off and then you can edit in. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and join us next week for the latest. Oh, sure, you. I knew you were going to do that. Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.